Hi, and welcome to the Mountain Collective Podcast. I'm uh, Jay Hirulamin, uh, or Jay, most people call me Jay, from Cave Academy, which is uh, does online and in-person training, VFX training primarily, but also um, animation and, so you know, a bit of game here and there, but primarily VFX, I would say. Yeah, super interesting. I, um, I saw you, I think, on, uh, yeah, on, on your academy, and uh, I, I thought that the quality of work is um is different i've seen there are like many other online schools that teach uh, cg uh fundamentals but yours is it's very much on details um so i wanted to talk to you and ask you a few questions uh, if you don't mind <laughs> on the on the podcast and but well personal questions mostly because um i have one really big question which is like why do people actually like why do people actually uh, use cg why you CG? Um, well, I guess uh, there's a number of reasons. We could, uh, you know, I could I could list uh, a good fifty plus. But um, I mean, the simple the simple one I think is uh, certain things you can't do. So that that's an easy one. You know, um, you're transporting people to magical worlds, fantasy lands, that kind of thing. And the, I mean, you could do that physically, and and you know, there are ways to do that. But um, but that's that's especially if you're world building like that's one thing but i think uh more importantly it's actually um safety i would say sometimes mm. a lot of times hopefully is you don't want to injure someone in a in a specific stunt or they are doing something so fantastical that that it's safer for even the stunt person to um you know to have cg integrated into things um and then there's your you know you're building these huge creatures sometimes and characters mm. that don't so it's um when you're doing so much iteration i guess on something then then cg is is great at that um if you had to keep building things practically then that's going to be quite costly i guess so you know again that, that's just a few reasons there's um there's a whole heap more but um let's mm -hmm. say you know so i i think for me safety is actually a big one um you know you know that's that's a good one i would say but yeah loads loads of yeah safety sounds like an interesting answer as um as what i would think um cg from you know the the technical perspective but uh but when you see it from the cost uh or safety perspective it's kind of it's, uh, so f for you um as um as a teacher and also as you know as a creator yourself what, are, what what did you find in terms of you know um the traditional way of doing things and uh, the 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 new way of doing things? do you see like any difference from today's work and and uh, and uh, and the traditional work um but traditional do you mean like um 2d animation or exactly yeah okay pen and pencil and stuff um i mean 2d and, and 3d I think there are a lot of similarities. I think if we're talking about kind of new modern tech, which is kind of machine learning and AI, then maybe that's slightly different. But if we're talking pen and pencil against, um, you know, digital pen, um, but there are differences. I think it would be silly not to say that there aren't. Um, 
but I think a lot of what goes into both mediums are similar in terms of fundamental understanding of the real world of anatomy, of um, you know, lighting, physics, all of that stuff. Um, I think they both are needed, whether you're doing 2D or 3D. Um, I think, yeah, when I say there's differences between them, it's, it's like when, you, when you're painting in, or drawing in Photoshop with a, a pencil, kind of, you know, mm -hmm. digital pencil, um, you will only get the stroke that the software can give you. You know, you can turn the pen and, and so on, but it can only do what it's been programmed to do, where with a real pencil, you can manipulate it in a few different ways, I would say. It's going to be a bit more versatile. So there's differences like that. Um, but with, you know, digital, you can do layers more easily and, you know, you can um, you can go back and undo. So you can't do that in the real world. So <laughs> that's what I mean by the differences with 2D and 3D or traditional, let's say, and digital. But, um, but both still need a, a good underlying knowledge of, of the real world. Yeah, so uh, maybe 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 let's talk about that. Let's talk about you know the fundamentals, which yeah. I found uh, I found you very good at, uh, especially on your videos for the people who are listening. <laughs> yeah, I will uh, I will uh, link that into um, to the description. But um, but you use a lot of things such as you know this uh, you know reflection ball and the other one which ha which is a little bit more rough and the colors and the lighting and, and everything for for let's say Alexandra who's Who's uh, who's uh, who works with us? Uh, she's she just started a few months in 3D, maybe a year. And uh, yeah. when she looks at that, she was like, "Oh wow, this is this goes even deeper than what actually 3D is, um, which yeah. is reality and understand reality." Can we talk a little bit more about the foundation of 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 that? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, the the gray and the chrome are primarily just reference boards, um, but but. The reason I guess I shoot that data and a lot of no, not it's not like I came up with it. They, this was <laughs> used you know, decades ago by ILM and the gang. Um, but that's it's basically just to give a known reference within a specific lighting environment, so you can remove some of the guesswork later on. And I find, um, especially when I started using it and looking at why they're used, and same with the color charts, is um, it is it is that. I know, or you know, the purpose of it is that you get rid of any subjective kind of um, guesswork. So if someone comes along and says, oh, I remember it being warmer or cooler, you can say, well, actually, we have the reference shot there and we know this known value, this gray. Um, so therefore, we can reverse engineer that in CG and, and use that as, as visual reference. Um, but I find, I mean, yeah, fundamentals wise, I'm, I'm still trying to figure things out and learn things. And that's why I mainly just do little experiments to play around and, and see what happens. Like I don't, I don't, um, yeah, I, I do training, but it's weird. I, I will always tell people I'm just still trying mm -hmm. to figure it out myself. Um, and that's, that's for me, that's the fun bit anyway. Like I don't, you know, I don't actually want to know. I just want to play and try and figure things out. Maybe I'll find an odd answer here and there. Um, mm -hmm. And even when I get an answer from someone, like I, I ask a lot of questions. Um, what I what I want to do once they've maybe given me some infos, I want to test it out. Like that's the bit that I like doing, which is um, testing things and trying to put it into practice and see if it works. Like. Um, I don't I don't take people's answers and go okay thank you I'll I'll remember that and I'll pass that on I will usually 
have a crack at it myself. And so I'll do mini experiments and mini tests. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of it is just <clears throat> trying to, you know, I think with the computer and especially with some of the terminology that's used, you know, physically based and real time lighting and real world, this, that, and the other, um, it's still always going to be, it's all in a box. It's in a computer that someone's programmed. So I'm very aware why, well, and I think people should be that they're never going to be perfect solutions out of the box. So you are going to have to go in and do something to it to make it look like whatever you want it to look like. Um, like the whole idea of you just pop a HDRI in a scene and it should give you hundred percent the final look and feel. Um, I find a bit strange, you know, I, I think someone has to go in there and direct that lighting and add to it and push it to get the, um, the result that they want, which should be, you know, I would say story driven or idea driven. Like you want to, you want to sell whatever intent you're trying to sell with your image or your videos. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, so that comes all back to, again, you know, storytelling, design, color, lighting, mood, composition, um, all of these kind of, you know, we call that again, we, we call them foundation skills or fundamentals, but for me, they are the more advanced skills that I think people should be focusing on. Um, I don't really like the terminology of calling them foundation because it kind of implies that you learn them first and then you forget about it. Right. It's just kind of like the initial stuff and, you know, the advanced stuff is this tool and that tool where I think it's the other way around. I think the tools are the, um, you know, the basic stuff and the fundamentals are the advanced knowledge. That's where you'll be able to start really pushing your work, I would say. So basically, if I understand this correctly, the foundation is always something that we learn and we always are students of foundation. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, yeah, I'd say so. It's, it, it depends on the project you're doing. But if you're, you know, if you're doing a bird, um, you're going to have to go and study wings and feathers and the skeleton of a bird. And, and, you know, if you're doing the sound design of a bird, even though, you know, when it's flying and the noises it makes, that's going to feed into things. How does it circle its prey? So movement, um, people will say that's all research, but that's, that's the advanced research. Like when you do that, well, I think that will show in your work. Um, same with vehicles and hard surface assets. Like if you watch a car move, they'll usually go back before they go forward slightly. There's a bit of anticipation, um, you know, when the handbrake comes on, off, I guess. But um, so that kind of observation skill, I think, is is uh, is what sells people's work. Um, I think too much people rush into things. Like they just want to build stuff. They look at it and they go, I'm going to build it now, rather than actually looking at why it's been built in a specific way. Uh, so whether that's creatures or um, you know hard surface assets, there's there's I think a lot more analysis could be done by a lot more people. Um, I see loads of great work though. You know, there's absolutely stunning artists out there who do things that I could never do, um, and and it shows that they know they've they've done their research. I would say on a lot of these. Yeah, so so when you uh, look at a student's portfolio, do you do that often? Like, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you? I mean, just two yeah. minutes. Ago, someone sent me a reel to look at, so I'll nice. check that. Yeah, so so if you place the audience in your shoes, and what are the questions? What what do you look at, and what are the questions that you ask the students? So, well, I guess it first depends on on um, 
what they want to do or what the real what is the purpose of the real like that's my big usual question is um because sometimes it's a bit misleading like they'll they have like four different titles on there and it's like okay <laughs> you want to do all of them and if so why don't we just narrow that down to generalist or do you want to mm. want to do one of them that you specifically like more than the others and and some people will say oh i just want to try and get a job so i'm, I'm you know I've, i put everything in there so okay we can narrow it down to stuff um but yeah usually it's it's you know it's a mix of student and professional reels that i get sent to review um i always try and simplify things as much as possible so if you are sending this to a recruiter or to a studio then how can you have the biggest impact with the least amount of time um so and 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 i think a lot of that experience is from the dailies that we do with um, vfx studio so we've had a lot of great vfx supervisors and leads and recruiters come in and the mm. feedback they've given we are just kind of accumulated and 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 you know kind of passed back out but it's it's simple things like you know the the front page or the front um slide have your name on it so and the last slide as well so if the whoever's reviewing it they can just go to the to the front or the end of your um video and they can just see your name and your email and your contact number so don't you know fade in fade out because mm. it's on something you know really simple stuff have your name on the top left corner or top right corner whatever corner you want um make sure you're clear about what you've done on the project that kind of thing so really simple stuff and then then it gets more um technical like it gets into the more artistic like um it gets into the what do i think of this asset or this shot kind of feedback um so then it's you know you it's it could be sometimes they'll have a reference of whatever they've tried to build and the asset and if they too don't align very well then i'll give them um, kind of visual feedback um sometimes it might be about topology or how something deforms um a lot of times it's 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 where is the reference like you have to be able to show to your audience your intentions and the best way to do that is to show what you're trying to match um mm. so it's a good idea to give a give a breakdown of of kind of um how you got there and what it is you're trying to achieve i i always think that's that's very important is you have to state why you've done what you've done and what it's trying to match and if you don't put that on the screen then um people could take it in a whole you know so many different ways in terms of feedback um as people would like to give notes you know people like to judge work and just give their opinion on it but sometimes their opinion isn't valid because there is reference there but if there isn't any reference there then whoever's reviewing the work can imagine that it's meant to be doing x y and z and um it was meant right. to be this that and the other so so i always think it's a good idea to have some reference on screen um yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense because um it means that it's it's basically the end goal and you have also the result next to it so you can see the process from the start to the reference which is the, the end goal so it's always goal driven so you always have like a goal in in a horizon to reach that's actually really impressive because i so so i i'm 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 not a you know i'm, I'm more of a 3d artist not a cg artist which is a big difference um cg artists are always way much better and way much skilled and way much professional in terms of 
you know, modeling, you know, they, they look at the, the last details, you know, the tiny details of the 3D artists, just take 3D assets from here and there and just put them all together and render something beautiful. Um, but uh, it's interesting to hear that from your voice that, because um, sometimes, sometimes I scroll through Vimeo uh, Reels and, and they have this very, you know, just like very simple, almost like a slideshow, yeah. but the but the quality of work is just man like sometimes i just get humbled like when i see like how much they put how much work they put in um in modeling and to, to know so many things what yeah. um what are, what is the main driver for you to stay always loving what you are doing today oh um well i think i think um i like to try and do projects that i'm interested in uh, it doesn't always happen um, and a lot of these projects, especially the ones we've got at the minute, are very long term. So they're not they're not short term. So um, so it's it's important to stay, I guess, motivated. But but a lot of this, you know, a lot of what I'm doing in the background at the minute is um, I don't know. I guess they're they're they are personal cave projects that I want to do. There are things that I want to write about and see visually. So it's quite easy to stay motivated when you're doing the things you want to do project-wise and and um, and working with the people you want to work with. So so I'm I'm very fortunate that I I can you know get in touch with a few people whose art I think is exceptional and mm -hmm. ask if they want to be part of of these projects. I still have to do projects that um pay the bills let's say which aren't so i would say interesting primarily because it is doing someone else's vision uh, however i have to still deliver their vision um so that's that's that is how it is so um so the, so for me it's harder to get motivated by those projects like I, i've never been um i've never been like super into wanting to work on big marvel shows or disney shows i think disney animation when i was a kid definitely like i would have loved to have been a 2d animator i'm sure um if i could draw but i can't anymore <laughs> but um but yeah i've never really been like the sort of person who's gone i i want to work on a big marvel show um so i haven't had that um urge but um but definitely to stay motivated is to do you know personal projects that i'm interested in and and a lot of that is to do with learning as well like each one of these projects is a big learning curve um mm -hmm. so it's painful because you're figuring things out as you go in so many different kind of areas but it's um i find that interesting so so that keeps me i guess motivated enough to to um to keep going I guess, mm -hmm. um, and, and again, I get I get to work with, I would say, some talented people. So just seeing their work and being able to collaborate with them is, is just, um, you know, it's it's very. I don't know what the word is, but I'm just very fortunate that I, that I have the opportunity. So, um, do you have any challenges today um, as you are developing your skills? You know, your observation, as you call it, like reality observation. Uh, what are the challenges that you still have today as in being a student of of that specific you know of reality how uh, as how complex it is so what are what, what is the you know the, the biggest challenge that you, you still have today 
the I mean I don't know about biggest challenge they're, they're, I think they're all just different challenges like at, at the minute um, I've, I'm preparing for an underwater shoot which I've never done before and I'm having to learn how to um, swim properly and and do a bit of free diving and I've got limited time to do it like we're shooting in um, August second third week of August so it's it's extremely tight schedule so I'm just learning to hold my breath and and you know for as long as possible underwater um, while managing a, a small camera um, so things like that like they're not unknowns in terms of no one's ever done this before I don't think I'm doing anything like you know, unknown, but they are challenging in terms of I've not done it before and I've not, um, yeah, experienced that kind of thing before. And then the other thing I'm doing, I'm, I'm writing more, um, you know, mini scripts for this project. So I'm learning, you know, script formatting and, and, um, story beats and things like that. So, so, um, so it's kind of, that's, that's the challenge is just doing things that I'm, not so familiar with like if you said to me oh we just need you to model this thing i'd be like okay fine but i but it's not anything new so all of these like, new things are just um and they're not unknowns to the world they're just new to me uh, and i'm enjoying it there that's that's mm-hmm. part of the fun so so you know earlier today i went for a swim to practice with some flippers how to swim underwater and hold my breath and you know i'm sure i survived but um that's that's um that's the part of the learning for me though because that's then going to feed into you know it's interesting because that that kind of having to swim with flippers underwater holding your breath and hold a camera will dictate the camera shot Mm. itself shot because you are now doing an underwater shot where the cameraman is underwater or woman is underwater and um that would dictate the movement. So it's just thinking about stuff like that to put back into the work later on. Like if we're doing a shot underwater and I want and I want it to feel believable, then I have to make it seem as if that digital camera is being held by a physical person underwater. You know, that kind of thing is um, what I'm interested in figuring out or, or not figuring out, it's just replicating. Um, right. But when we talk about any digital camera shot i don't remember people saying you know imagine the person's on rollerblades skating through the street for this car chase like that's how you want to handle that camera um so stuff like that that i'm that i want to put into the learning um, yeah definitely fun sounds like a lot of fun we'll see right uh... (laughs) well i mean like it would so so for, for 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 let's say the younger audience it probably seems like when you when you have a goal to be to be an artist like a CG artist, 3D artist, these kind of you know experiences don't really come up as in like this is what I'm gonna do in the future, you know? Like it's completely so you know what I mean? Like it's you can make your own experiences. You right. Don't I mean, I'm not waiting for someone to give me an opportunity to do it, right? I'm just doing it off my own bat. Um, I don't. I, I think with when it comes to opportunities. I would never wait for someone to say, I think you're ready, go and do it. I'd just be like, oh, I want to do this thing. Um, so I'm going to have a crack at it. I don't think, I think that's the trouble. I know like students will be like, I've done my project. I've done my reel. When is someone going to give me a job? 
and they'll just wait sometimes they'll be like you know i've been waiting for my opportunity and for someone to spot me and it's like well why aren't you creating your own opportunity and you know doing something like don't wait i would just do another project like uh, mm-hmm. get on with something else and and then put it out there and see what happens you know a lot of my work that i get has come from me doing something whether that's personal or an existing project and putting it out there and then someone seeing it and saying can you help with this project um i don't think it's ever been a case of just waiting for someone to you know give me an opportunity because really the the stuff that you know especially with teaching um especially new topics and things like that is is um usually i go into it not knowing like i don't know the answers to some of the stuff i'm going to be teaching i have to figure it out but someone has seen me do something else that they thought was okay so they've asked if i could do something else and i'll say to them look i've not taught that subject before but i can i can try and figure it out and have a crack at it if you're happy for that and um, a lot of the times they will say cool that should be fine so so you can create your own opportunities or you know you can create an attitude where someone will give you a chance based on other things that you've done but you got to do something i don't think you can wait for people to say you're ready um because i'm i'm you know for for this underwater shoot for example if i waited for someone to tell me that i'm ready it might be another 5 years i might mm-hmm. you know what i'm looking to do is just do it see how it goes and then go i could probably do that better next time and now i have some questions like i will get some questions from that experience and i can go to someone and say um here's what i did any suggestions but saying that i'm at the same time i'm asking loads of questions like i've got a meeting on in a couple of days with someone who's done an underwater shoot to ask them about their experience and get some information we've got another meeting planned with um another underwater uh, cinematographer um i'm going to do a um um yeah an underwater dive with someone for training so i can focus on breathing so it's not like i'm i'm waiting and just um hoping that i can do it and etc it's it, i am active in my um, approach to the project and um and i think hopefully that that you know all pays off it might not do but uh yeah it's um i don't think you can wait though i think yeah 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 so so that that you know that comes almost like full circle to the first question which is why CG so this is a thought that i have been you know cooking for a long time <laughs> i don't know if it makes sense but bear with me so basically what you say is personal experiences manifest themselves into something in the future obviously it becomes something real yeah but it does it does work like that so it's 3d becomes uh let's say real estate becomes an actual you know building um movies become at some point like like you really have to be there and but, but we do like previous in 3D so i feel like cg main kind of you know uh characteristic is that it manifests itself into the reality um does that make sense yeah well when you say reality as in like if if like avatars never going to be real world thing um so yeah I, I don't what do you mean by reality as in it becomes 
So basically, okay, as so in let's physical, see. as in in the real world, or as in as in digital, because yeah. So basically, we have a script, and at some point, it becomes uh, you know a three D uh, animated uh, yeah. um, previous, yeah. and that becomes the real you know characters um, yeah. uh, embracing the character itself. So so three D becomes real at some point. As in, as in, it's still a two D image there, right? As in the final right. product, of the film, or an animation. Yeah. yeah, you don't mean it's like a, I'll have a dinosaur. Would... <laughs> reality, reality. That could be also possible. Uh, I think there are also some some um, some uh, creatures that become also you know like the, for some specific shots they also build maybe like for Game of Thrones. I think they had also the yeah. the heads of the dragon and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, which is really yeah. interesting. Like for 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 three D artists or or CG artists to see their work you know manifesting yeah. reality. Well, I think this again. This is probably just where we're, um, where terminology-wise, mm-hmm. uh, we might be thinking different things. When I think reality, I think um, physical, real world. Like I can touch it, knock it, makes a sound like it's physical. Um, I think when you're saying reality, you just mean it's a film or a TV show. So we're manifesting that right not not it's going to be right next to me in the real world because it could be but i mean it it could be because because i mean like that's that's what i've been thinking about this is maybe a little bit i'm taking the the thought a little bit too far but but i i think also in terms of you know a thought real estate like how much uh, an image takes place in someone's thought Mm -hmm. and how how deep actually can that go in terms of you know manifesting itself into into you know the idea into something physical which is uh, people change at some point like when when i saw the matrix when i saw avatar when i saw you know her the movie um they still are with me now like i still behave in the world in a certain way and i see the world in a certain indifferently so that's what i mean by the ideas and the film and the cg artists they really influence the way we we move through the reality yeah yeah but the but I guess those ideas are more on the writer and the director. I mean, the CG mm-hmm. artist, um, unless they are the writer, the director, and they're and they're really leading the vision, um, are there to help the director or the storytellers tell their story. Um, so and yes, yeah, some of that stuff like uh, her and digital, I guess, partners are now turning into a weird thing which I, I mean before her there was things like weird science and things like that and the matrix mm-hmm. um, people are now getting sucked into you know things like the metaverse and so on i guess bit by bit but um yeah i guess so i and, you know i guess their films and media will influence the real world in that sense and it does um I think sometimes people take that too far there like it it becomes this you know it's um i think they need to figure out that it was just for entertainment <laughs> sometimes because um some people take it too seriously mm-hmm. <laughs> i would say you know it's fine you know, as long as you're having fun or good i think if it starts to uh harm people then mm-hmm. that's 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 not good but if it's just for fun then you know you want to dress up as spider-man or whatever then all good enjoy it but if you're if you suddenly think you're spider-man then i think we start to have problems <laughs> so i guess it depends yeah where do we when does that line get blurred? draw the line 
Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What are what are uh, we we st- we have like I think five minutes more, but I would love to get into some you know takeaways for uh, for the audience. Um, do you have any books for them? Like for some tips for books? Um, you, well, I guess it depends what they want to do. I mean, I would always say reading is a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, the thing with books is, um, you know, I I would recommend reading good stories more than mm. anything. Um, anything that's going to get them being creative with ideas. Um, because the technical stuff, there's loads of books you could get on cinematography, lighting, 3D, you know, software tools, etc. But um, idea generation um, and things like that, it's a good idea to see what other people have done. You know, read some Greek mythology, read modern mythology stories. Um, it, again, it depends what they want to do, though. Like, obviously, I wouldn't recommend that to someone who says they want to be an engineer and they want to fix cars. Um, if, or if they want to be a, a, you know, a cameraman, I wouldn't say, okay, go and actually, to be honest with you, I would still say go and read stories because it's going to influence how you frame your shots and right. how you compose your, your sequences and, and the lighting. But, um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, I would always recommend, you know, simple things like reading, like drawing. I mean, I guess primarily I would recommend doing something um, more than just being a someone who just looks at stuff like i think you you it's very easy nowadays Mm, yeah loads of time looking down at a small screen rather than looking up at the big screen which is you know surrounding you the the actual world around it um so i'd say yeah just you know read do go watch films um but again it all depends on what they want to do it's a good point it's a very good point uh being active like uh proactive i feel like you are i feel like you are t- that kind of type of, like when you said about the personal experiences i think that's that's the biggest takeaway that they that people myself i'm an outdoor person i hike a lot and i yeah. get all my you know the journeys i love to i love to do that like the, it's such a nice journey that you take with you yeah. back home yeah. but um but you're completely right i feel like that's the biggest takeaway that for, for the audience just to get out basically and do something out be active yeah 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 definitely i think um i mean i i've i've been not very active sometimes you know in life and um and i just feel a lot better when i am active mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of pressure on people to be at a desk doing stuff working where it'd be nice if um if i guess employers saw people being active as a way of them becoming better employees because it does you know it gives you a different opportunity to figure something out like you might figure something out on a 10 minute walk or 15 minutes at the gym and the answer might come to you if you're just if you're rinsing repeating the same kind of you know day in day out um kind of scenario then you don't get hit with different ideas you know I, I was just on a train the other day I try at the minute I'm trying not to use headphones when I'm walking or just doing most things other than maybe going for a jog because you can hear a lot more um convers- you know I'm not eavesdropping but you just sometimes pick up on the way people talk and that might influence your script writing or that might give you an idea for how someone's um you know moving and how they're responding to someone 
And um, you know what I noticed a lot more as soon as I took the earphones out actually is how scared people are outside in the real world because everyone's on headphones so they don't hear cars so much. So whenever they see a car, they just suddenly shock mm. and they're crossing roads because they're either on their phone or they're listening to something. So they've got rid of one of their senses. Um, wow. So it's interesting just watching people just always be a bit jumpy because you know we have just narrowed down our world so I, I think it's yeah going out being active um it, and just observing people and, and the world can help cg artists mm. and really any artist not just cg it's um mm. it's it's just you know really um going back to observation skills which i think I don't think it, it's something that you can say, I've done two months of observation and analysis skills. Now I don't need to do that ever again. I think you you have to be active as much as possible and, um, and just always taking in new information. Yes, use the senses. Well, yeah. thank you so much, man. I, re- I mean, I would love that we could, you know, stay here forever, but uh, uh, such, a, such a great conversation. I really love that, man. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's good to speak Appreciate to you. Appreciate that. Yes. Okay. I'll take care. Yeah, that was nice, man. That was super nice. <laughs> man, I love those kind of conversations. The thing is, I've I've had so many CEOs, founders, you know, business people. I just uh, <laughs> you know. But these these are these are the actually I, I might need to move towards this direction more. I think like these oh. are my favorite topics, you know. Just uh what do the business people, people just talk? business <laughs> yeah numbers yeah numbers i'm like fuck like, I don't yeah. that was actually the, in the beginning i just had a really interesting studio just uh last week uh say i think you know them you might know yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really nice really nice people as well but um but i think i'm moving towards this uh, i don't know why i shifted back to the business but I've, yeah it was just probably also like you like just experimenting with new things and yeah. see like how that goes but do it like no like, yeah. no i can't do that you know what i mean like you probably know exactly what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah a couple of things i did well hopefully i'll finish it today but it's just <laughs> what to do because it's it's stuff i already know so therefore i just like yeah i just love yeah. i just don't want to do it because it's so tedious um, yeah so i'm looking forward to finishing that and then hopefully i can do something i don't know yeah, thank you man yeah Cool. Well, no worries, man. Thanks for thanks for your time.